Hello and welcome back to the Impact Gold Rush podcast. I'm your host, Woon Tan. So we've got Paul Dunn of B1G1 and it's a platform that is responsible for, for over 223 million giving impacts. He's a, he's a true inspiration. So, and in this episode, Paul shares the history of the development of the goals itself and his very insightful perspective of why entrepreneurs are the force for good and, and why entrepreneurs are the ones that's going to be creating the changes that we are going to see in the future. So I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I did recording it with Paul. Welcome to the show, Paul. So this is the Impact Go Rush, and it's all about inspiring impact entrepreneurs to be more aligned with the global goals. And you are the co-founder and chairman of B1G1. So could you tell us why is it important for entrepreneurs to be impact-driven and more aligned with the global goals? Well, I mean, there's two questions. One, why why should we you know, be impact-driven? And one, why should we link that to the goals? So let's talk about impact. Uh, the reality is, and I think through COVID, we've seen this massive shift. And one of the shifts that we found is that this shift between value and values, values are now really, really important. And then when you, in other words, what you stand for. Another way of saying that is, is that to have a purpose, that is to say something bigger than yourself, some sort of North Star, if you will, is really, really important. And when you have that, that's something bigger than yourself. Stephen, Stephen Covey called it in, in you know, the, the, the Seven Habits. He called it the North Star. And when it's something bigger than yourself, then you become like a magnet, a magnet for customers, uh, a magnet for talent so that it's easier to get people on your team, a magnet for investors. So it's really important to understand that purpose powers profit. That's really important. And another way of thinking about that is that impact, wait there, let me say that another way. Yeah, impact, that's right. That impact powers income. So in other words, the, the greater the income, the greater the impact that you're making in the world, right, then the greater the income, which also then means the greater the profit, right? So, but then again, you don't do it because that's your motive. Your motive should not be the money. Your motive should be the purpose or the impact you're creating. Now, once you start talking about impact, then the good news is that there is a global, I, I, I I hesitate to say standard, but there is a, a a global goal. In fact, they're called the global goals, right? The Sustainable Development Goals, which were introduced on the 23rd of September 2015 in uh, Geneva. And the reason they came in, because some of us may remember we had the millennial goals, right, around the, when, you know, around the year 2000. And then there was this gap where the world wasn't, you know, didn't have anything to kind of focus on. So a whole bunch of very clever uh, entrepreneurs, uh, you know, and, I'm, I'm, and some of you, some of them, you would know their names, you know, like, like for example, Paul Pullman, you would know uh, Bill Gates, Sir Richard Branson, all of these guys. What they did, they got their teams working on the global goals. Three years it took them. And they, they basically said, what have we got to do to make this the kind of place that we would want to leave to our grandchildren. And that's when they came up with the 17 goals. And underneath those 17 goals 
169 targets. So you have things like, you know, no poverty, life, life below water and all of that kind of stuff. And the 17 goals are really, really important. But what, what you discover is that they are all interrelated. So, you know, one cannot exist without the other. And so this tends to become like a global standard now. And, and so within B1G1, which you mentioned before, uh, we are, everything is pinned to the global goals and we track your performance towards the global goals. Uh, and people now, are, as well as having revenue goals, which of course is interesting, or profit goals, they're also having giving goals. That is, they're saying, you know, this year we want to make 100,000 impacts or whatever those impacts are that they wish to make. And all of those, when they're in B1G1, will be tracked alongside our progress towards the global goals. So that's a long answer to a short, a short question, but I, <laughs> I hope it gives you enough detail for it. So, Paul, I, I love that you shared that um, the, the 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 names, the big names like Paul Pullman and Sir Richard Branson have been involved when they at the start of this uh, development. But my understanding was that there's also been a bit of crowdsourcing of these goals that happened, and I I thought that was quite fascinating that they managed to get people to vote on some of these problems at at the start well, of the SDGs. Yeah, exactly. Well, the the, the most interesting thing about that, uh, interestingly enough was, um, you know, a lot of people refer to them as the UN Global Goals. I, I, mm -hmm. I don't do that. I refer to them as the Global Goals. The reason I do that is because when most people, I think, sadly, when they hear the word UN, right, they go, oh, yeah, you know, a group of them and nothing happens. You know, they just kind of talk about things, right? Um, but what was really interesting about the announcement on the 23rd of September 2015 was that the uh, the then uh, uh, president of what do you call him, the the deputy the secretary general of the United Nations stood up, and it's the first time that the UN has ever said this. And what they said was that that they said that we don't require all the countries to sign off on this. Why? Because countries, governments, exactly the word they used. Governments do not change our world. Now, that's an astonishing thing for a world body to say, right? Now, certainly, we all know that, that, that governments can impact, you know, can en enable those things. But the next sentence out of his mouth was this. So it's businesses that actually change our world. So what he's talking about is, yes, I mean, it's really nice that, you know, 193 countries signed off on these global goals. But what's more important is that because the actual change happens when businesses, entrepreneurs really embrace the global goals. And the, the UN, when it announced them, was, uh, you know, fortuitous or was foresightful in saying, you know, it's businesses that change the world. So that's why in, in B1G1, uh, you know, we, we, we refer to B1G1 business for good. And so when people kind of lock on to the lovely things that we're doing in B1G1, they can correctly say that they become not just a business for good, but a force for good. And it's that being a, if we go back to the first thing that you asked me, where I talked about, you know, becoming a magnet, right? It's kind of interesting because when we think of magnetic, we think of force, right? So what's really interesting is you can sort of go full circle and say, oh, 
when I'm embracing the goals, then what I'm actually, what I actually am doing as an entrepreneur is being a force for good. And isn't that something better than saying, oh, I'm trying to, you know, just put money in the in my back pocket, right? That's that no one is attracted by that. But everyone is attracted by this greater goal that you have. Exactly so. And this is really fascinating, right? I mean, I think one of the podcasts that I heard you uh, recently, you were on uh, Kathleen's Kathleen Hamilton's uh, podcast. Oh yeah, that was it. yeah. And, and you talked about because I, I knew I knew Kathleen when she was like fifteen or something. So it was really great. <laughs> yeah, it's it's such a good episode. I think everyone should listen to it. Um, so one of the things you you mentioned was the the effect of giving, and and could you share a bit about that? Because I think that you got a very unique view on that. Yeah, the one of the things that is really interesting is to observe, just take a look at ourselves, right, and ask ourselves, when are we at our best? When are we at our best, right? And if you if you seriously ask that question or you look around, when is so-and-so at their best, right? Well, every single one of us, I think, is actually, it's almost like it's in our DNA, right? And it's this, we're all, every single one of us, is at our best when we're giving. And, and by that, I don't mean necessarily that we're you know, shelling out money to some charities. I don't necessarily mean that. What I mean is, you know, when uh, here in Singapore, as you know, there's no need to have a car, right? So, you know, when I get on the bus, the first thing I do is I flash my card, uh, you know, to, to pay for the trip. First thing I do is I look at the driver of the bus, eyeball to eyeball, and I say, thank you for stopping. Now, it freaks the, it freaks the drivers out. But, you know, it's, and, and, and I, I would imagine that, you know, at the end of the day, their long day, they go, I'm saying, you wouldn't guess what happened. You know, a guy outside stopped 72, stopped and said, thank you for stopping. But it's the same thing with, 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 with you know, with taxi drivers. Or how do, I mean, just ask this question. How do you feel, people listening to us now, how do you feel when you help someone across the road? How do you feel? Now, I'll tell you how they feel. They feel fantastic, right? They feel fantastic. But, and, and so we think that when we're giving, we're giving to them, right? But actually, it's us that feels fantastic as well, right? So that's the beautiful thing uh, about giving. And, you know, when, when you, I was hearing someone the other day saying, you know, if you have, as, as probably during COVID, a few of us have had, those moments when you go, what is this all about? You know, and we have the, you know, sort of depressive kind of episodes sometimes. You know, the question is, how do you get out of it? Well, you don't get out of it by going, I got to think positive. I got to think positive. I got to think. That's not what you do, right? Because that's like, ah, how the hell can I do that right now? But what you can do is do some action that involves some gratitude for something. And just that simple act is you being at your best at that moment in time. And it starts to change everything for you. I love that. I think that's so true that when you give, you actually the one that is benefiting. I think that is yeah, that's, it's really, really weird, true. right? <laughs> <laughs> it is really because we often think, you know, we often think that it is the beneficiaries and the benefit. I mean, it's, it, it is, of course, it's the beneficiaries, right? I, I had someone the other day uh, in the United Kingdom who uh, had made a resolution that she would join B1G1 on the 1st of December, which she did, and she would do her first giving. And she, she wrote, 
if you put a blog post up, you know, I, I had a goal to do this. And, you know, and she said, oh, my gosh, it felt so good. I th- in fact, I think the phrase she used was, it felt so warm and fuzzy. You know, it, it felt so good, right? And, and that's it. And, and that's, that's one of the reasons why in, in, in B1G1, for example, you know, we, we, we don't talk about, uh, you know, we, we don't, we, when we show pictures of what's happening, we don't show you pictures of emancipated children and all that kind of stuff that, you know, make you feel guilty. This is not about people feeling guilty. This is about people sharing the joy of giving. And fortunately, right, so to go back right to the start, that means that when we give, we make impacts. When we make those impacts, now we've got a standard that we must achieve, right? We have to achieve this thing by 2030, right? And we've got 10 years uh, ten years to, to make it all happen. And because of COVID, we've got room, you know, we've got, we've got to speed up. We really have. And fortunately, and that's one of the reasons why your, your podcast here about impact is so important, because we've just got to get the message out that there, you know, there are some some important things for us to do. And I think one of the things that COVID has shown us, you know, you just look around, look in the United Kingdom where you are right now. Go back a few months. Everybody's talking about that 100-year-old Captain Tom, you know, and Captain Tom walked 100, whatever, it wasn't very far. But all of a sudden, he raises 126 million pounds or something, right? And so we look at that and we go, wow, isn't that great, right? And and then I think Captain Tom was knighted or something as a result of that, right? Uh, so, and we look at that, and even when we look at it, we we're not even part of it, but we look at it and we go, oh, that's great. That is great. So what if we were all doing something like that, not, not, not necessarily, you know, walking around the garden for, you know, a long time, or, or not necessarily setting ourselves challenges, but just caring enough, really caring enough to do something not for ourselves, but for others. And I think that one of the things that we continue to see through, through COVID is that, uh, is the acceleration of that understanding. You know, you could not have been on this planet for the last nine months or however long it's been and not understand that we're all connected in ways that we that we never even imagined before, right? And it took, you know, something like this to, to really bring that home to us. And so uh, one of the things that we're seeing right now is is literally, uh, it's very, it surprises a lot of people, but we're seeing record number of people, record numbers of people joining us in B1G1. We're seeing record levels of giving, the like of which we've, we've never seen before. And that just illustrates to me that there is this, there, there is, without wanting to minimize any of the dreadful things uh, that have occurred through the pandemic, that there is this, there is this other side to it. You know, and, and uh, that's that's really important. And and you know, one of the great things about this is we have, uh, as I said before, we have these targets which enable us to do things. And you know, and I was listening. You mentioned Paul Polman a while ago. Paul Polman, who was the the, the CEO of Unilever, and you know, r- widely regarded as the most sustainable business leader on the planet. He now runs a company, interestingly enough, called Imagine.co. Um, and there's this wonderful speech that he does where, where he, 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 he talks about 
that you and I and the people listening to us, I suspect, we have won what he refers to as the birth lottery. We've won it. And he said, and we're one of the 2%. Listen to that number. We're one of the 2% of people who've won it. So you go, hang on, what on earth is he talking about? 2% in the birth lottery? What he's talking about is that when you and I were born, most of us listening when we were born, you know, we had, we were born in a hospital. We had doctors around us. We had food. We had water. We had, you know, we had all of those things that, 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 sustained us in that point. And the amazing truth is that there are 98% of kids in the world who don't have that. Right? It's, it's an amazing number, right? and we just don't realize that. And so with the advent of the goals, which are pointing out these things, you know, no poverty, you know, all of those kind of things, um, and, and then other things like, you know, climates, uh, you know, we look at the climate, we look at all of those sorts of things across those 17 goals, you know. Um, and by the way, uh, just, just on that, I don't think I mentioned this to Catherine, so let me mention it to you. Uh, you you've kind of got an idea of how old I am, right? So uh, the other day I was listening to uh, watching a Netflix thing, and let me tell you how the program began, and then I'll tell you what the name of the program was. The program began, it was a guy, and the program began, I'm 93 years old. Now, because of my age, when I see someone on the TV who's 93 years old, I go, okay, you got me. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm just... <laughs> now, it was actually, who it was, by the way, was Sir David Attenborough. And, the, the, yeah, and the, the, oh, anybody listening now, I mean, yes, we should keep listening to Wounds podcasts, but when we have the, the time, let's go listen to, it's only 50-odd minutes long, and it's called A Life on Our Planet. The ending of that program is the most amazing ending that I have ever seen on anything that talks about the kind of thing that you and I are talking about right now, you know? And what I mean by that is that frequently when we feel passionate about something, right, we kind of become like, if you will, activists and we're sort of in people's faces and all that kind of stuff. And what we don't understand is that when we're in people's faces, rightly or wrongly, right, some people, a lot of people are going to be repelled by that. And yet what you want them to do is to come to you, not be repelled. So the question is, how do you do it? The answer to that is go watch the, go watch that David Attenborough thing. Because there's so many quote unquote terrible things going on with climate, right? But you listen to that. And at the end of it, I'll, I'll tell you what the last three words are. And then you need to go watch it to figure out what he's talking about, right? So the last three words on it. I mean, let me let me give it another context. You and I have been talking about some extraordinary things, right? We've been talking about impact about the responsibility of entrepreneurs. Yes, it is a responsibility to, 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 you know, uh, to fess up and, 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 and really get something bigger than ourselves. To understand that it is entrepreneurs who change our world, right? To quote the United Nations for one, right? And then we link that all uh, to the goals. So what, what happens in, the, in, in the, this last part of the program? So imagine, just imagine for the minute, that we did all of those things. Just imagine that those 17 things, you know, from no poverty to life below water, life on earth, to partnerships, to, you know, to decency and responsibility, uh, legal systems that work, all of those things. You can look them up, the 17 things, right? And so imagine if we actually did all of that by 2030. 
And then the the last three words of that life on on a, a life on our planet say say this. Just imagine that. <laughs> I, I love that. Just <laughs> just imagine that. Right. It's a it's a beautiful way to think wow. about the power of what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I, I need to watch it because so many people have mentioned it to me. And I'll give you, I'll be, I'll give you a big surprise. I'll give you a big surprise. The, the, uh, the program begins in the most unlikely place. It begins in Chernobyl. It begins there. Oh. Oh. Yeah. And then, you know, this beautiful production, as, as you would expect with Sir David. Um, and then you see him as a boy walking down this English lane, right? And then when it gets to the closing piece, that piece I just told you about, there's, there he is, real life now, walking down what looks like the same English lane that he was walking down when he was a boy. The difference is that that lane is in Chernobyl. That's the difference. And, and it's like, Oh, no, I may, maybe that was a sort of, I should have given you a spoiler alert for that one. But, but anyway, it's worth watching. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> awesome, Paul. So for, for people who wants to, um, you know, turn their business to be more impact driven, how can they use Beyond Juan? Oh, <laughs> that's, a, that's a, a great question. I, you know, I think that Beyond Juan is, is history making because it's the first time that, Anything, you know, the normal sort of thing is, oh, you know, XYZ company proudly supports, you know, ABC charity. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, that's a good thing. But think about it. How much better is it to be able to say every time I send an email, a kid gets access to education? Um, every time I join a Zoom link, 11 kids get access to life-saving life water. You know, and you so in other words, you can embed these activities and just make it happen, as it were, automatically. And you've got this wide choice you can give from one cent. One cent makes a difference. So as entrepreneurs, you know, we're used to entrepreneurs saying things like, "Well, when I'm successful," I go, and you go, "Well, hang on a second. What is it that you don't understand about the journey?" <laughs> this is the journey, right? This is you being at your best at every step of the journey. Hence the reason that giving, and we're seeing, fortunately, I think we're seeing so many entrepreneurs, uh, you know, you included, uh, getting into that and really, really living it each and every day. And, and so, uh, you know, and, and, and changing our, our world in, in tiny, tiny ways, but collectively massive ways and doing that every second, every day and in every way. So that's what B1G1 allows you to do. <laughs> yeah, I, I love, I mean, it's such a game changer in terms of giving and how, how it can be done so differently. And I mean, I, I've I've sort of registered my business right when I started my business. Yeah, so I know how, yeah, how, I how impactful this platform is. So, so yeah, um, for people who are listening, how can, um, you know, how, how can people get in touch with you? Oh, uh, well, all sorts of ways, but probably the simplest is, you know, you can drop me an email. I'm very happy to hear from you. Normally, you know, I would give you LinkedIn and Facebook and, you know, all those sorts of things. But the simplest way is drop me an email, paul at b1g1.com. That's P-A-U-L at B, as in the letter B, the number one, 
and then the letter G and the number one.com. Uh, and uh, you can, of course, go to b1g1.com on its own without the Paul in front of it and have a look at all of the magical things that we've been, uh, uh, we've been sharing with you today as well. Awesome. Thank you very much, Paul. It's been such a great uh, conversation here. <laughs> well, thank you. It's, uh, it's, it's been really great to hang out with you, uh, particularly at this uh, really important time. And so for all of our listeners, too, thank you for taking time to, uh, to listen. And probably some of you will be heading up to Christmas. Make sure it's a great one. And let's make sure that 2021 is a year that's full of entrepreneurship at the max and giving at the max as well. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. So please do let us know what has been your biggest takeaway from this episode. And if you would like to support the podcast, please do leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts because this would help us get this podcast to a wider audience. For the next episode, we're going to have Gail Edwards of Brand New Consultancy and the Disruptors Club where she's going to be sharing her experience working with many, many impact entrepreneurs, helping them identify their identity. This is Impact Go Rush, and I'll see you in the next episode.